Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm a personal trainer and women's online health coach, bringing you all things health, wellness, money, mindset, and just life in general. If you want to learn, laugh, and up-level your life, this is a podcast for you. Each episode, we'll talk habits, tips, tricks, and big ideas to nourish your mind and inspire you to create your dream life by design. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited to be sitting down chatting to you today with another solo episode. It actually feels like quite a while since I recorded a solo episode Um, and the sun is shining. It is bright blue skies right in front of me. I am feeling so high vibe and I'm going to be talking about one of my favorite topics ever, which is money mindset. But before I get into that, I just had to start this off by saying thank you so bloody much for even being here turning on this episode, having a listen, whether you're brand new and this is your first episode ever, welcome, or whether you are a regular listener, thank you so much. It means so much to have you here. And last week, the Jesse Williams podcast hit number 52 in the Apple podcast charts, which honestly blows me away. Um, I have hit about a hundred and 120 before and I think I've also hit 95 but to see my podcast hit number 52 was just so exciting and yeah it's one of the things I just want to share with you guys it's actually on my vision board So on my vision board is having the Jesse Williams podcast in the top 10 on the health and fitness category on Apple iTunes. And it's just, I don't know, something that I've always just felt really cool to do, you know, have my voice shared so widely and have people listen, especially because I feel like the topics that I talk about are, you know, so positive. And I do try to talk about things that really can change the game or change your life or influence you in a positive way. So to get that broadcast, you know, right out there is so amazing. So again, thank you for even listening to the podcast. Thank you to everyone who's been leaving positive reviews or even doing a star rating, anything like that. It just means so much. And it is just something which is really humbling and really does bring me so much joy. So Thank you so much. Without further ado, though, let's dive into today's episode. So as I said, today is going to be all about money mindset. So When I say money mindset, this isn't going to be anything to do with strategy and tools to make more money. That's for probably another day, another time. I've had a lot of people ask me to bring Oscar onto the the podcast for an episode. So that is very likely to happen. But what today is about is today is around your money mindset. So that's more to do with your relationship with money, how you perceive money or the lens in which you kind of like filter money through. I want to start off by saying, because I think this is the most important thing, is explaining to you that money is energy. We get so caught up looking at money like it's something which is just physical, limited, and it's just a resource. And all it is, is that little piece of paper or plastic that we pass around or the digits in our bank account, right? It is so much more than that. Money is energy. And every time you spend it is an energetic transaction. So every transaction you make is an energetic one. 
Everything you spend on will impact your frequency. The emotion and the intention behind your purchases are going to impact your vibration. So whenever you're spending, you can spend from a place of abundance and you know that money is energy and it's going to flow back to you, or you can spend from a place of scarcity. And that means that you feel like money is merely a physical and limited resource and that money is always being taken from you. So you get to choose whether you're moving into an abundance or a scarcity mindset when it comes to money and how you spend. So I want to come back to what I just said about you feeling like money is being taken from you, because I think this is really common. Whenever we spend money, we feel like money is being taken from us and being given to somebody else. Or when we feel like, say, we run run our own business or, you know, we work in retail and sales, whenever we're, you know, asking for money in exchange for a product or a service or whatever it may be, we feel like we're taking from other people and it's we're receiving or the business is receiving. And so it's like this really negative perception of money that money is always being taken when it's being spent and it's always being given to somebody else. And this is why a lot of people really struggle in retail. They really struggle in sales. They really struggle um, as a service-based provider, like a lot of PTs and things like that struggle because they really uh, find it challenging to sell their service or sell themselves in a way because they feel like in order for them to sell themselves, it means that the money's being taken away from someone else. But this is doing everyone a disservice because we're forgetting that. Let's use the example for of PTs, because I know a lot of people in the fitness industry kind of uh, are regular listeners and followers. So using that example, if you don't sell someone on your service of being a personal trainer because you feel like you're taking money from them, you're doing that person a disservice because you're not just charging them money and them not getting anything. You're not just taking money out of their pocket and then walking away. You're giving them a service. You're giving them a personal training session or you know, if you're a dietitian, you might be giving them a meal plan or um, nutritional advice or whatever it may be. But that person or that individual, that client is getting something in exchange for the money they are spending. Not only that, the money isn't being taken from the client and stopping at you, right? You're then going to spend that money somewhere else. So maybe you have your own coach or maybe you need to buy a new pair of shoes Maybe you're going to buy your mom flowers for her birthday. So that coach or the shoe shop or the florist, they then receive part of that money. And then that florist who earned that money is then going to pay their staff, right? And then their staff are going to spend and buy a bag or eat out at a cafe or something like that. Money is never being taken from you. Money is never being taken from somebody else. It is never being given. There's never someone at the, you know, with a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow where the money's just going in and never coming out. I mean, you can have savings and some of it can be getting saved up, but money has to be spent. No one is living by purely earning money and never having to spend because we all have living expenses, right? So money is then, if not being taken to from someone and given to someone, that means that money is flowing through. Money is flowing through you. Money is flowing through the client. So when you charge a client, for example, that money came from their employer, 
or their parents or their friend for their birthday or whatever, that money came from somewhere else and then it flowed through them. It's going to flow through you into the next place, into the next person. And it's just always flowing around. The next thing is understanding that money is not a limited resource. Guess what happens if we run out of money, which during the state of the world right now is very likely right now where our country is in a lot of debt. Guess what happens when we run out of money? We print more money. So the value of money can go down when that happens, but I'm not going to go all technical into that. The bottom line is we just print more money. If everyone went into the bank tomorrow and said, I want to pull all the money I have out of my account, please, there wouldn't be that much money right? We all just have these digits and numbers and data in our bank accounts, but there's not actually that much physical money, you know, that coincides with the digital monetary value in all of our bank accounts. If every single person in the world went into their bank and tried to pull out all of their money, there's not that much money. If they did need to do that, they would have to print more money and that's what they'll do. They'll print more money. We run out of money. We print more money. Money is being made all of the time. It's flowing around. It's flowing through you to the next person. It's always just flowing around the world and it is abundant, abundant as F. There is so much money and we get so caught up feeling like a very small percentage of the world have all of the money and there's no more money for everyone else. Is the, you know, the percentage of the top richest people in the world a small percentage? Yeah, but it doesn't mean that, you know, everyone else has has none and there's none to go around. There absolutely is. So you at any moment can earn more money. And the only way you block more money flowing into your life is when you have a poor money mindset, you spend with a scarcity mindset, you feel that money is limited and that's the energy you're putting out that money is in lack. And guess what? We know how the law of attraction works. We know that everything is energy. If you are in an energy of lack, then you're going to keep having a lack of money. If you are in a abundance mindset when it comes to money, guess what? You're going to keep getting an abundance of money. So it all comes down to how you spend the intention behind how you spend, how you view money. And that above all, like the absolute bottom line is the energy you're in when you spend or the energy you feel into when you think about money. What I mean by the energy of what you think of when you think about money, it's also really important to know that, as I said, everything is an energetic transaction. And yes, I'm going to say as a rule of thumb, a lot of the time, the cheap stuff, it's a low energetic transaction. The expensive stuff is usually a high energetic transaction. That's the case for 99% of the time. But just because you spend on something that is really expensive, which is normally a high energetic transaction for the wrong person at the wrong time, it doesn't have that effect. So what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is if you're in a state where you're really on minimal income, for example, you're probably not going to say, oh, well, money is abundant and uh, when I spend, it will flow back to me. I'm going to go and buy a $2,500 Gucci bag. That's probably not the best energetic transaction for you. It's not going to be really good spending. And probably after you spend that bag, you're going to be like, holy shit, what did I just do? You're going to be feeling back into scarcity, like all your savings are gone and you're going to be feeling guilt and all of those negative feelings that we want to avoid with money are going to come flooding back in, which is then going to kind of backfire. So we want to look at something where 
when we spend, it's actually going to make us feel good. It's going to bring up all of the good energy within us. So for that, it might be spending $2,000 on a coaching program that will be coaching you on your mindset or your health and your wellness, and you're getting a big return of investment. That's the bottom line. What is the return of investment? Because so often when we go to spend on things, we think about the money that is leaving us, but we don't think about what we're getting back in exchange for the money. So what is the investment on your spending? For another person, it could be as simple as this. It could be as simple as that they keep wearing runners and their runners have holes in them. Their dog has chewed, you know, the little plastic bits off the end of their laces. Every time they put them on, they're feeling crappy. And every time they put them on, they're like, I really need new runners. But they keep being like, well, I can't afford new runners. When they probably can, they just feel like they can't afford new runners. So a high energetic transaction for that person would be buying a new pair of Nikes or Asics or just or some sketches, whatever. Buying a new pair of runners would be a really high energetic transaction because then when they get the runners, they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm so glad I just bit the bullet. And when they're putting their shoes on every morning, they're looking at their brand new shoes that don't have holes and the laces are whole, everything like that. And that's going to feel really good, which is going to increase their vibration increase their kind of like frequency, which is going to attract more money in. So it's not always about how much you're spending. It's about what you're spending on and how you feel about the purchase and the energy that is going to come after you spend. How good is it going to make you feel and things like that? I want to keep today somewhat short because I do feel like I've kind of gone through the basics and the main thing that you need to understand when it comes to money and that it is just energy. But here's the important thing to follow on from the spending is understanding that time, you can't ever get it back. You can never get back more time, but you can always make more money. And so often in our life, we have this backwards, we're fully flipped it back to front and we are not concerned with time and we're concerned with money. So we hold on too, too tightly to the money and we're just way too uncaring about our time. So we are working in jobs that we hate, overworking, feeling stressed, feeling overwhelmed, feeling run down, but feeling like we can't have a sick day because we can't afford to let go of the money. But then we just feel even more shit. And what we don't realize is that time is passing us by every single day. And every single day that that time is passing by, we can't get it back. And we're losing that time that we can't get back in exchange for holding tightly onto the money that we're not prepared to lose. But what even is the money? Like what even is that extra day on your paycheck if you're feeling shit every single day, right? And this is just one example, but it can apply to so many other things. But this is where it's really important for you to assess in your life where you are valuing money over your time, where you are valuing money and holding on too tightly to it instead of prioritizing your own mental or physical health, instead of prioritizing your own happiness, Instead of prioritizing living a life that brings you so much relentless joy and passion and excitement and fun and play and love and all of that good shit, right? Stop prioritizing money. Stop saying, oh, but I can't afford to take a sick day. Stop saying, oh, I can't afford to take a mental health care day. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. I can't afford that. Life is passing you by quicker than you know. And you're not going to get to the end of your life and say, 
I'm so glad I took no sick days. I'm so glad I didn't spend any money. I'm so glad I saved all of my money and never spent anything. You're never going to get to the end of your life and have this big pot of savings and be like, I'm so glad I have that pot there that I never spent and now I'm going to die. Right? Crazy. You're going to be get to the end of your life and you're going to like, I'm going to be so glad that I took that mental health day when I needed it and I used that time to call my mom or call my friend and have a chat to her. I'm so glad I took one day off work a month to spend more quality time with my husband or my partner. I'm, I'm so glad that I spent that money on travel and I spent that money on that coach and I felt good and I grew and I felt empowered and I felt good in myself and I was proud of myself and I live life to the freaking fullest. There are so many more things you're going to get to the end of your life and you're not going to regret having spent money on, this is important, spend money on things that made you feel good, on things that brought you joy. That's what's important. So remember, time you never get back, money you always can make. The first time I ever heard that was through Oscar. So Oscar said that to me. He was like, babe, you, can, you can't always get more time, but you can always get more money. So if there's anything where you can buy time and buying the time on something that you don't enjoy, always buy it. So the first, you know, one of the first things for me was like, I was like, well, I hate cleaning bathrooms. Like I, I hate, I hate cleaning showers and toilets and things like that. And I was like, well, that's time. Like I'm spending time of my life cleaning my house. That brings me absolute no joy, no joy whatsoever. I hate cleaning the house. I would way rather spend that time working or being on a coaching call with one of my amazing clients or out on a run or exercising or doing just about anything else other than cleaning. So if I was to pay a cleaner, I'm spending more money, but I'm getting back time on something which energetically feels amazing. And then on that, I'm then giving payment to a cleaner or someone who's running their own business, a cleaning business, who they probably enjoy cleaning because they walk out of a house and they know that when their client comes home, they feel so good walking into a clean and tidy house and you're giving them money that they can spend on the things that they they don't want to do, right? So it's all about flow. I would ask yourself, what's something that I can outsource? What's what's something that I can spend a little bit of money on to get a little bit of time back? And mamas, it might be uh, putting your child in daycare for a half day. It may be organizing, um, you know, if your kids are a bit older, organizing a babysitter every Friday night so that you and your partner can go out and have date night. It might be, you know, paying for a cleaner to come once a week or once a fortnight. You know, if you run your own business, it might be paying for a bookkeeper because you hate doing that side of things. Whatever it is, think about somewhere where you could spend money and you get time out of it that brings you joy. Then the final thing to consider in all of this is how money directly relates or is a direct reflection of our own sense of worth or how we view and value ourselves. So often what happens is when we're not happy with our life or 
and I don't even mean necessarily miserable. There's just something missing. We're just going through the motions. There's a little bit of lack. You know, we're feeling just somewhat flat. We've got that feeling that something's missing. We spend money on cheap stuff or superficial things that don't actually energetically bring us any joy in a hope that we will find happiness or we will be happier. And often this money is really short-lived. So you buy an ebook and you're like, oh my God, I'm going to do this eight week program from this ebook and get all these amazing results. And when you buy it, you feel good for two minutes until you're not enjoying it anymore. Or maybe you go and get eyelash extensions and you don't really feel any better about doing it but you're doing it just because everyone else all the other girls have eyelash extensions so you better get them but it doesn't actually really bring you any joy but then when you go and get your nails done for example getting your nails done you love it you just feel like your life is really together getting the nails done would be a better energetic transaction and a better way to spend your money than getting the eyelash extensions But coming back to that, we just buy stuff, buy it cheap, buy things in a hope to fill a void and make us happy. But it never actually makes us feel happy. So we then just go out and we buy more stuff. Then when there's something that is a high energetic transaction, something which, which, which will actually bring us value or help us grow or become a better person, but it is a big financial investment. We're too scared to we're too scared to part with the money, and so we we're not willing to make that investment. So we hold on to it. But what we don't realize is that is a direct link between money spent and a sense of self worth. When you don't love or accept or value yourself, you aim for the cheap because that's all you feel that you're worthy of. You only feel worthy of investing in the cheap. Because that way, if you don't get the results or it breaks or whatever, doesn't really matter. It was just cheap, and you'll go and buy another one. You also go for cheap because you want to feel better immediately and you typically be someone who values the outcome more than the process. So you want you want the end thing and you want it now and that's because you're in a sense of lack. So you're looking for a way to fill. Versus when you love yourself or you accept and you value yourself, you aim for highly valuable energetic transactions and that's because you know that you're worthy of them. You value sustainable because you want to grow, you want to feel better, and you're probably more typically be uh, likely to be someone who values the process as well as the outcome. You value the process of getting in shape or you value the process of learning and study because you know that every moment uh, matters and you value time and you already feel good so you're not in such a rush. You're more willing to you know, spend on something like for example, a high investment coaching program because you view yourself as worthy and you're thinking about what you'll get out of the program and what could go well. So, okay, well, by me investing in this high ticket coach, what what's the end result? How am I going to be? How am I going to be showing up? So you're focused on an optimistic outcome versus the person who sees a high energetic or highly valuable coach in terms of monetary value. They're more likely to be going, oh, but what if I fail? What if I succeed? What if I spend all of this money and I don't get where I am? So they're, f- they're focusing on lack or being a little bit more pessimistic, which shows how they value themselves. They're already valuing themselves as a person who fails at things versus the other person was valuing themselves at a person who succeeds and is worthy of the investment. So hopefully that makes sense. I want you to understand that money is literally a direct reflection of how you view yourself. And so if you want to heal a part of yourself, work on healing your relationship with money, right? 
I guess today was all about really shifting your perception on money and bringing your attention to how you need to be thinking about money in terms of it being energy, in terms of all of your spending being energetic transactions and things like that. But just to give you a couple of tools to kind of get you up and on your way to healing your money mindset or implementing these things. The first one would be something as simple as money mantras. And I guess another word for that would be an affirmation. The reason money mantras or affirmations are really beneficial is because they're retelling a new narrative of of what you believe about money. So a lot of people don't realize that they have a lot of negative money beliefs. So they might uh, have a belief that money makes you greedy. Money's hard to make. You have to work really hard for money. Money can't come easy. Money is a lack and, you know, scarce resource, things like that. So actually retelling a new narrative through affirmations like money flows easy to me. I am a magnet for money. The less I work, the more I earn. Things like that. By saying those mantras every day, you're actually building new neural pathways in your brain that have a new belief system about money, which means you're more likely to attract more money in. The second thing would be something like a visualization uh, tool. And this is, again, going to help shift the narrative about your belief about money. If you don't believe that you're worthy of more money, if you don't believe that you can ever earn more than what you earn right now, let me tell you, you're not. You're always going to earn what you earn right now and you never earn above that. You, The maximum you can ever earn is what you think you're worthy of earning or what you think you're capable of earning. So set the freaking bar higher. Stop blocking your own manifestations by thinking about how could I earn more because I'm on a set wage or there's no way because my boss would never give me a promotion or there's no such thing as promotions in my line of work or don't worry about the how, worry about the what and feel into that and the universe will always end up delivering. It's up to the universe to work out how the money flows in. Your role is just to focus on what. So just really set the bar higher in what you think you're worthy of and what you think you're capable of earning then you can visualize on that. So actually close down your eyes and visualize as much and as deeply as you can about you earning that money. You know, what car are you driving? How are you spending? You know, what does it feel like when you go to a cafe and eat out and you're just like ordering what you actually want? You're not even looking at the price on on the menu. Like what does life feel like when you earn this higher level of income? What comes with that? What are you buying? Is it the feeling? Is it the freedom? Is it the sense of security and safety? Really close down your eyes and visualize. There are other little visualization and manifestation tools you can use. I think I've mentioned it before, but on my website under the JW library, I have these little bank checks of the universe. And it's basically just looks like a normal bank check, but it's from the universe and it's a template. So you can fill in whatever the amount you want. So you could write, um, you know, $10,000 of one month of money flow, you know, 10K in a month. Awesome. Whatever it is, you can write down whatever amount you want. Um, But that's a really fun little manifestation tool. I have one. I write down money amounts on there and then pin it on my vision board until I get that amount of money. And then I write a new one. The third and final thing I want to mention that you could do is buy something you've been wanting to buy for a long time. This is so important. I want you to think about something that you know that you need or you really, really want it and you keep getting pulled back towards it, but you keep telling yourself you can't afford it and you put it off. For example, maybe for some of you that is literally investing in a high ticket coach. Maybe it's investing in my program. I don't even know. But if you've been thinking about investing in a coach and you keep telling yourself you can't afford it, just 
buy it. Just invest, just buy in, just show to yourself that you are worthy of having a good coach, that you are worthy of investing that money in a coaching program because you're freaking amazing and you are going to see good results. Maybe it's something as simple as, I'm going to come back to the shoe analogy. And the reason I use that is because this was one of my clients. She, uh, we were doing a little bit of work on healing her money mindset. And she said she really needs a pair of shoes. Like her shoes basically have like, she has runners with like holes and stuff in them. And she still just can't, hasn't been able to bring herself around to buying a new pair of shoes. So we were like, just buy the shoes. Um, so maybe you've got a really, really, really old pair of runners that you've had for like six years. They're dirty, they're worn, they're falling apart. And you keep saying, I can't afford to buy a new pair of shoes. Buy yourself them runners, girl. Whatever it is, it's probably the first thing that came to your head when I said it. Whatever that first thing that came to top of mind when I said, what is the thing that you really need or you really want and you keep putting it off because you don't think you can afford it? That is the thing you should buy. So when you do that, when you actually buy the thing that's, again, this is so important, guys. Please, if you take away any, anything from this, make sure it's that it's whatever is a good energetic transaction. If you're not going to feel good buying those shoes, well, it's not the right thing. But think about what is going to bring you a lot of joy and make you feel happy after where you're going to buy it. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I just bit the bullet and bought that thing or invested in that thing. That is what we want. Everything comes down to energy, intention, emotion, all of that good juicy stuff. So we want to move into a good, positive, abundant energy with money. And that is the difference. Are we in scarcity? Are we in lack? Or are we in abundance? So we want to be spending abundantly because we trust. We fully wholeheartedly trust that that money is going to come back to us. It's going to flow back into our life. We realize that money has never been taken from us and given to someone else. It is only flowing through. And the more we release money and spend money, the more it is going to flow back through and into our lives as well. When we stop spending, it's almost like having a river and a tree falling over and then the river dries up because none of the water can flow through. Like we're creating that block. That tree falling over the river is like us saying, nah, I ain't spending no money. As soon as we say, yeah, I can spend, the money can go. The tree comes off the river. All of the water just gushes and starts flowing down the river. And yes, that is the money leaving, but more water comes and it just keeps on flowing in. So I guess there's a few things you can do strategically in terms of the mantras, the visualization, the bank check, buying and spending. But above all, it really comes down to how you're perceiving money, what you think you're worthy of, and whether you view money as an abundant resource or a limited resource. I hope this was helpful. I really didn't want today to be too long. I just wanted to get straight to the point and give you guys a few, I guess, tools, tips, and things like that. But new ways of thinking about money. And when you embody this, I can, I, girl, I'm a promise you right now, if you implement, if you really implement and believe and take on board what I said today, watch money flow into your life. Just watch it flow because it is coming. Other than that, I hope you have a magical day again, again, again. I'm going to finish off. Thanks. Just thank you so much for listening. As I said, it's bringing me so much joy seeing the podcast do really well. Um, but yeah, if you want to leave a review, a rating, anything like that, it is much appreciated. I read all of them. So thank you. But other than that, have a good day, guys, and I'll talk to you soon.